Bear, and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Trisha Goyer as we discuss working at home while homeschooling. Since I'm talking to Trisha, who can speak to a lot of different subjects, we'll also wade into a few other things along the way. So I hope you'll take time to listen in. I think you'll learn a lot that will be helpful and quite encouraging to you. So let's dive right in. Hey, you guys, I am so, so, so excited to have Trisha Goyer here with us today. I was just telling her a minute ago, Trisha is one of my very favorite people in the world to talk to because she can talk about anything. She has written over 75 books, so she's researched, I mean, just about anything that you can imagine and knows so much cool stuff. But in addition to that, she has 10 kids. She has nine grandkids. She works at home while managing all of this. She's adopted. She's She is one of the most fascinating people you will ever talk to. And I encourage you, if you have not ever really started following Trisha to really get to know her well, because she will enrich your life just by getting to know her. So Trisha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Leslie. It's always great to talk to you and connect with you. And I love what you guys are doing and just your heart for parents. It just really blesses me a lot. Well, praise the Lord. That is that is exciting to hear. We are we are going to talk today primarily about working at home while you're homeschooling. And I, I say primarily because I have no idea what detours we may end up taking, what strings we may pull on as we go. But for so many of our families, it's a it's a reality that mom has to work and they still feel called to homeschool. So I guess the first big question that I would ask you is, can it be done can well can it be done is it a possibility it can definitely be done i mean i've written all my books with kids at home i went to my first writers conference when i was pregnant with my third baby so and every single book every single article i've written with kids at home but not only can it be done i think it can be a blessing to our kids and i see it in your family too when they our kids see us pursuing god following the dreams that he puts in our hearts, using our talents, using our gifts, helping other people, serving other people, they that's a model for them. Um, I was just reading in my Bible this morning that scripture in uh, Proverbs about train up your child in the way he should go. And that word train in Hebrew actually means give them a taste. Yep. Um, you're actually giving them a taste of what it is to follow God, to serve God, to love him, to use those talents and use those dreams. And now that three of my kids are adults, we have a 30-year-old, a 27-year-old, and a 25-year-old that are out there living their lives. One's a missionary, um, one's in college, one is married with kids and working a job. I see them in ministry. I see them loving God. I see them serving. And all the areas where I thought I'm a horrible mom because I am home working on this book deadline instead of at this art class or in these music lessons, I have seen that as they're walking along this walk with me, as they see me using my skills and abilities to serve others, then they're doing it with their lives. So it's not only can it be done, I think. It, instead of saying, like, I can follow those things or do those things or work when my kids are grown, we need to show them, give them that taste of what it can be like and how God can really use us right now where we are, whether we have one kid at home or right now we're homeschooling six kids at home. So it doesn't matter. 
Wow. Yeah. And, and I love how you kind of alluded to that dream. You know, God is the one from whom these dreams come, from whom these opportunities come. And as a lady, as a mom who wants to follow Christ and wants to pursue his will, then we don't need to downplay the stuff that he puts in our hearts. Uh, You know, like and you also alluded, there there are different seasons and the way that the things that I'm doing now, I couldn't have done the same way when the kids were younger. And so there's there's definitely, uh, you know, you need to think about that and evaluate with your with within that structure. But remember that your dreams are from God. And I yeah. love I love the way that you alluded to that, you know. So I, let's back up way back to before your se- over seventy five books. How did how did that dream really launch you on this work at home pursuit? How did that all transpire in your life? Yeah, I was just a young mom. Um, I was a teen mom that I met and married my husband. We had more kids. So I was a very young mom when I went to my first writer's conference. And I went because a friend at church, we were sitting in the church room, so it was our turn to sit in there with all the kids. And we were talking about what we loved. And I loved reading books. And she was writing a novel. And she said, um, uh, you know, I'm working on this novel when my kids are napping and after they go to bed. And when she said that, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I want to do that. And I babysat another friend's kids for a year to save up money to go to a writer's conference. And I remember being there and seeing all the other writers. And these are people with like English degrees. And here I am, I was 22, pregnant with my third baby. And I'm like, I want to be a writer. But they were encouraging and loving. And um, Robin Jones Gunn, who's one of my favorite people in the world, she just kind of like mentored me through the years. Her kids were, I think, in elementary school at that time. And she's a great Christian writer. But these people believed in me. And I think surrounding yourself with people who aren't going to say that silly, um, that really understand kind of your dreams is so important. And after going to writers conferences for years, um, I wanted to write novels and but I started smaller. So this was before blogs were even a thing, but I started doing magazine articles. So I met an editor there from Home Life magazine and I pitched him some ideas. And the cool thing was I still had these little kids at home and I would say how to help sibling rivalry and they'd give me the assignment and I would go and interview professionals get help for my kids and then write about it and get paid and it literally it was like win-win it literally was like before they got up in the morning to have my quiet time and time to write in the afternoon as they're playing I would have a time and sometimes when they went out after went to bed afterwards and so it was these little pockets of time and I still find myself even all these books later that's exactly how I do it so I'll think about what is the one thing I need to get done and then I have a pocket of time here I have a pocket of time here and yeah the laundry might not get folded for two days or you know but I'm still following my dreams, doing what God called me to, loving other people, serving him and so what started as just me this mom with little kids, it's the same thing that I'm doing now. It's figuring out how to love my family, but also pursue these things in little pockets yeah. of time. Yep. So, I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I was actually thinking back the first, I was working at home when I started having my children. And I found at that time I was so disorganized that I was working into the wee small hours of the morning. And, you know, the, the Lord has, I still sometimes work into the wee small hours, but that's, that's more my own fault. That's more, we, it's not a disorganized thing. It's just, the Lord is doing a lot. And 
So anyway, but you alluded to, you know, kind of finding these pockets of time. And I know that you probably get a lot of questions about scheduling your day. And what does that kind of look like as you are as you are homeschooling and you want to be, you know, our first call is still to our family. Our first call is still to disciple and to raise our children. So how does that finding little pockets of time actually look? Yeah. And so right now you probably hear my kids are like right outside the door. They know I'm doing this recording, but like this morning um, we have homeschool time and when I'm doing homeschool time, I'm doing homeschool time. So the phones are off. I'm not, checking email it's i'm reading out loud to them we're doing art projects we're outside doing stuff looking at nature i mean i really want to give them the time and i found because when my kids were especially little before they were they were actively homeschooling i would get so frustrated because they want my attention i'm trying to work on stuff and i found when i give them their time first where i'm pouring into them when i'm reading to them when we're doing stuff together when we're being creative and watercolor painting and whatever I'm doing, if I'm pouring into them for, you know, two hours or three hours and we have that time or we're having fun and we're learning, then for me to say, okay, I need to go do a video call now or I have to finish this article up, they're they're fine because I poured into them first. And there has been seasons where I get so excited because I have a book contract or this or that. And literally with writing, I always have something to do. Like there's always the next book contract, the next blog to write. So it's never like my list will ever be done. And there's been times where I've been feeling like I'm drawn to that or I'll say, yeah, 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 we'll do that later with my kids. And God has like spoken in my heart, like, no, you need to close that computer and go play catch with your little boy. I mean, that it's just those. And I think when we are listening to God, when we're have our, our heart tender towards our family, there's times when, you know, my teen daughter was like, I really want to learn how to make bread. And I was thinking, well, I wanted to get this done today, but that can be done tomorrow. Like, I'm going to go and be with my daughter. We're going to make bread. And it really is realizing that it's not uh, kids against work. Mm-hmm. It is both of them were loving and serving God. We're pouring into our family and the work will get done. And I found when I do that when I pour into my kids and my family and serve them God makes time for the work things will you know I'll be able to focus and spend time on when I need it in those little pockets yeah. um, I, I have friends that have their own offices that write all day and I'm able to get done maybe more in an hour or two hours and they spend all day because I'm like okay this is my time I have to get it done or they might be checking email or doing other stuff it's like god i think when we take care of the things he wants us to he will help us in the work and be able to get it get it done yeah and i love how you noted that it's not um basically there's not a competition between the kids Mm -hmm. and the work and i think that's so so important that you establish within your home because if your child senses when they want to come and make bread learn how to make bread that they are the biggest annoyance and that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just they're pulling you off and you're so frazzled and you'll do it. But uh, they they know that. And the next request isn't going to come as easily. Um, They're not going to keep coming back for your time if they feel like they're a nuisance. And so I think that that's a really important thing is that they understand and you understand that this isn't a competition. This is mm-hmm. all of you locking arms and and serving God together and you each have a role to play. And that's I'm very, very thankful in our family. As the kids have gotten older, they have a very practical role to play because right, yeah. they're actually physically working on the same things 
that we are. But that doesn't mean that there's still not that rub if we allow it to be. And so I, yeah. I appreciate so much your noting that it's not a competition. No. And, and we, I mean, the reason why, one of the reasons why we chose the homeschool, of course, we want them to build a relationship with God, but really a relationship with us mm -hmm. and each other. We want those relationships fostered. And I love now that I have adult kids. My daughter is a missionary in the Czech Republic. She video calls me every single day. Like every single day, right? She just did it right before our call. She was at the park with her little one-year-old. And we have those talks. We have those conversations. And if it would have been like, I don't have time for you when she yeah. was in my home. Yep. And, you know, we, I'm doing this and this is more important and I'm going to go off to do this conference or whatever. If I, if, if I felt like she felt like I wasn't caring about her, we wouldn't have that relationship that we have now. But instead, I try to take my kids along. Like, they love going to the conferences yes. and they love traveling with me. And they've been on research trips because it is a family thing. It's like, okay, how can I involve my family in this? What can we all do together? Mm -hmm. How can we make this a fun thing as a family? And then they feel invested in it too. So it's not even like this is mom's work. They're all there with me. We're all researching or learning things or they're running around working on my book table when we do able to do the live conferences. Like they feel a part of it. So like your kids, it's not like this is my work and you are over here it's like this is together and we can have fun together and they really really look forward to that and it's giving them skills that they can use so in their many yeah no question that's one of the things that I think has been a, a little bit of a surprise because I'm not smart enough to look ahead that way <laughs> but you know as I look back now that I have a rearview mirror my my kids who are I've got one in college one is graduating this year one graduates next year their skill set is so far beyond what they would have ever learned in a traditional school or even in a traditional homeschool um, because of the experiences that they have had and the way that we have all done this together. I just I'm really thankful for how God can use that, you know, in, in, with whatever whatever he has in store for them in the future. Right. And really, the, even the community of people, mm. um, like I mentioned, my writer friends, we've had writer friends come and stay with us and we're sitting around the table and my friends are telling my kids stories and I'm like, they have no idea yeah. that this is a best-selling author that is just like telling them stories. I remember at the last conference mm -hmm. in Nashville, my daughter was working the table and Erin from Easy Dinners um, came up and said, hey, girl, you need to learn how to upsell. So she's teaching my nine-year-old nice. how to upsell. Like, if, you, if you're interested in this book, why don't you try this book from my mom? And I'm <laughs> like, these people that they are connecting with yeah. and learning from and building relationships with, it's like it's a gift to them. So mm -hmm. it's not, again, if I was just trying to do my work and not involving them, they would be missing out so much. But really, they are benefiting from relationships and travel and all the skills that they are learning because I'm doing this. And I think the cool thing is, like you said, we can't see ahead, but God can see right. ahead. And like we did children's church for years and years and years. Now our adult son teaches children's church. And there's times I'm sitting there and it's like an echo. Yes. I saw my husband up there speaking to the kids' hearts. And then my, here's my son doing the same thing. It's like they are being trained on how to love and how to serve. And yes, it's working. Yes, I still need to make money. And yes, I still have bills to pay. Um, and yes, I'm always trying to figure out like what's the next project I need to work on. But then I am also looking at how can I involve my kids? How can they feel connected with this project? How we how can we benefit as a family from this project? Um, you know, I'll, if I do interviews, I'll ask them, what's, what would be a good question to ask this person? I mean, getting them involved in the process really makes a big difference. It does. It does. And lest we paint this, first of all, I, 
working at home and homeschooling your children is a great blessing. However, mm-hmm. it is not always worth smiling. <laughs> there, there are times when yeah. it gets really, really tough. And there are times when that balance is not striking correctly. And there are times when you will have, especially one at a time, I find a lot of times where you just, the Lord just really impresses on your heart that there is a, a someone who just needs you. So I think that a a really important thing to stress here is that because of the missional structure that we have and our primary focus being to serve the Lord, serve our families, and, and, you know, it kind of breaks down from there, that there also is a sensitivity to when you have to just kind of shut, shut everything down and veer off. And so how do you handle that in your own life and work? Yeah, it is not always easy. I mean, the house is never as clean as I want it to be. And there's times during deadline where it is Taco Bell and it is pizza. (laughs) I'm like, I need to get this book to the publisher. But there's also been times where I've had to call a publisher and say, do you really need this book on Monday? Is it, are you going to like be ready to work on it? Can I send it in two weeks? Because I have this kid that is really struggling right now that we need to pour into. Or my daughter, you know, she wants to go do a college visit and we weren't planning on that. So, and usually publish, I mean, I've actually never had someone that's like, no, that's impossible. We can't work around that. They've been understanding. And I think it is, you have to be sensitive to what's happening. And even like I had a, a, chance where an editor approached me about writing three novels and a novella and I'm like this sounds great and I just felt like I woke up in the middle of the night and just felt this heaviness in my chest and felt this impression like I didn't even pray about it like I just thought okay this is the next thing and so clearly I felt God say no and I'm like this is a great opportunity it's an editor I love working with and I got up in the middle of the night and wrote the editor and wrote the agent like I don't know why but it has to be no for this project and my grandma ended up when I would have been in the middle of writing that project, breaking her back and I was caring and she lives with us. So she's 90 now, but she lives with us. And I was full-time caregiver Mm -hmm. while I'm homeschooling and the kids, it was like, okay, can you go take this to grandma? And we're going to read, do a read out loud as we're in here sitting, (laughs) our whole schedule changed, but you do have to be sensitive to like, okay, even though this seems like a good opportunity, it's a no for now. Or even tell my kids like, I, cannot make your favorite meal right now we're gonna order pizza and they know it's not an everyday thing like this is mommy just has to really get this work done and get it off my plate right now and so on both ways we really have to be flexible but also because it's not an everyday thing it's not every day when I'm like no I I can't do that right now Mm -hmm. they know that I will get back to them we will have time to do this later and then if I say um I can't help I can't play with you outside right now but tomorrow after lunch let's go for our family walk or whatever I have to stick to that I have to like focus on that they have their needs too and so it really is a balance and there are definitely days where the house is a mess and I didn't get the laundry done and right now I have a huge pile of mail on my desk that I need to go to and emails answer but it's okay like I'm never going to be caught up everything's never going to be perfect. You know, it's even though like on Instagram, we might see these homeschool families like they look like they just have everything together. You know, I really shoved like a whole pile off of the homeschool table to take that photo. Like just know that it's real life and sometimes it's really messy and sometimes it's really fun and sometimes it's really great and sometimes it's really hard, but we're all doing it together and we're all a family together and we're all in this together. Yeah. I think um, it it just comes down to knowing your mission, understanding Mm -hmm. your what God has really called you to do. And, 
And that starts with, you know, being in his word and growing closer to him personally, because that's going to balance everything else out as you go through the day. But there, there are a lot of things that I have had to let go of because I mm-hmm. can't be the perfect mom and the perfect this and have the perfect that. And th- that's and teach the Bible study at church. Exactly. And, yeah. Know, yeah. Be in the co-op. I mean, there's times like this last year, we haven't done any co-op for years. I wasn't able to go to Bible study like at church with mm-hmm. people because it just wasn't the season. This last year we found a local Bible study that had a homeschool class and we were able to do that in the fall. So just know that if you're saying no to something, it may not be no forever. Right. If you're saying yes for something, it may not be yes forever. That it's okay to fluctuate and it's okay to have different seasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and give yourself grace too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am, I am my own worst critic. And, yeah. you know, when I start only seeing the bad, and this really impacts David, because when I only start seeing the bad and the ways that I feel like I'm failing or, or the things that I'm letting slide, I get very stressed and very unnerved and short. And I've found through the years, and full disclosure, this doesn't always help me. What I'm about to tell you that I found, I forget to. But I've found through the years that all of the things that I am so critical of in myself and the things that I'm letting slide, the other people in my family don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, I am making these things huge and I am just beating myself up and they have all the grace in the world for it. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know if you have observed that too, but that's been a big deal for me. Yeah. And it really is figuring out what is important to the family and what is not important. Like exactly like you were saying. So we love family dinners, like mm-hmm. family dinners around the table. And my husband works from home also. And if he's on a work call, my kids will rather wait 20 minutes and have like the, the food a little bit cold yeah. than have to miss have dad yep. miss out and so I know like I could not do any laundry the house could be a mess we all this other stuff didn't get done but if we're eating spaghetti around the table at seven o'clock everyone's good yep. like they don't even worry about it um and so I think there are the things like we think like we need to do these exact things and this is how it needs to be perfect and it doesn't have to and and I, often when I'm feeling like stressed or overwhelmed, I'll say, what would I tell a friend if she was going through that? Mm. So, I mean, some of the advice would be like, well, you just adopted all these kids. Did you really expect your house to be clean? Or did you expect that the kids wouldn't, you know, would always get along? And so I think about what advice I would give to someone on Facebook or a friend or someone at a conference. And I like, will tell myself that advice because I know like you it's like we have these standards like we need to do this and be this and really we don't and you know sometimes I'll say you don't have to make a teaching moment out of this you can go and grieve or you can go and just let your you know cry for a minute and turn to God and like we don't always have to come up with the perfect answer or Mm -hmm. do everything perfectly and be able to write a blog post about it I think sometimes when we're used to giving and giving it ends up like that but really it's okay you know if we turn to God and just realize I'm weak I need help Mm -hmm. right now that's what we need and um there's there's been days like we've had some struggles with some of our older adopted kids that i've been like okay i'm just gonna go lay in bed with my bible you guys can go out and play and we're okay it's okay to do that too oh absolutely 
And, and then just kind of transitioning into just straight up practical stuff. We talked earlier about getting our kids involved in what we're doing. And um, we talked about all the things that they've been able to learn and experience and that kind of thing. But even just practically around the house, how, because with, with my, you know, you're holding two full, you're a full-time teacher, you're a full-time author, you're, you know, you've got all of these hats that are big, big, huge hats. So how do you engage everyone in just making sure that things are running smoothly at yeah. home? Um, because that's also been a really big deal around here. Oh, absolutely. I think figuring out the, the system that works for your family really helps. So we have a chore chart system. Yeah. And um, the younger kids always have the same chores. My little nine-year-old, ten, she just turned 10, 10 year old girl always feeds the, the dogs and the pets. And she always sets in sets the table like those are her things and my little guy does the yard pickup and takes the trash out but then my older girls rotate through either cleaning the the living room the dining room the kitchen or the bathroom and I spent like 20 minutes making a chart on the wall saying these are your areas this is what you're supposed to do in each area and then it rotates Monday we have Monday through Sunday and they know on that day that's what they do and so I'll say did you do your chore today and they know they have to either have the bathroom clean the dining room clean the living room clean or um, kitchen clean. And that, and it's just a system that took me 20 minutes to set up yeah. and everyone mm -hmm. knows what they need to do. And if something didn't get done because it's on the chart, we know who, okay, yeah. you were supposed to clean the kitchen. You know. There's the um, accountability. So, yeah, so the chore chart has been really good. But just even in the mornings, um, we have the system for everyone gets up. They eat breakfast. They they know they need to get dressed and stuff, and they know when we start school. So, and during our school day, we always do our devotional time. We read a missionary story. So, I think the more you can set up these systems that that's what mm -hmm. the kids are used to, then that's what they do. Like yeah. they just know this is what we do. And then after we do reading time, we'll have independent work, and then everyone gets their own lunch. And so, I think once you figure out an easy system that's easy to follow, what is bedtime routine or dinner routine or chore routine you kind of almost go on autopilot so we our lives are completely different we're not doing outside bible studies or sports but the same system the same routine we're still going through it so it right. doesn't even seem like there's been a lot of change or hardship in those areas because we're still moving along as we've always moved along and yeah. when you could figure out a good system and it might take two weeks three weeks to incorporate to get everyone on board um and, you know, I'll, I'll also praise them, like, great job doing your chore today. They've always had to do their chores. This is their list, but they need that encouragement. They oh, need yeah. that, you know, thank you for doing that, and that really helps them. But when you figure out how to get that going, that will just take so much pressure off of, like, okay, what are we going to do, and how are we going to get this house clean, and, all the, you know, just really gets you moving in the right direction. Well, it does. It takes a lot of the chaos away, mm -hmm. too. I found that our chore system has shifted quite a bit as the kids have gotten older. So, you know, you're, yeah. the system that works today for you may not work in a few mm -hmm. years because everybody's life changes and, and expectations change. We've always done a modified version of this. We do zones. So, you know, someone will have this zone, that zone, whatever. And then um, everybody has a night of dishes a week. So it's very, like you said, it's very clean cut. But I'm also not having to run them down to, or, right. or nobody's feeling like it's unfair. I had to do the dishes last night. Well, you know, on Monday night, Peyton does the dishes on, you know, right. it's just very, very clean cut as to who does what, when, and that removes me from having to even think about it, which Absolutely. is a huge blessing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then once they turn 12, they do their own laundry. Yeah. Um, and so the, the little kids, some, you know, sometimes they'll want to do because it's kind of fun when they're little. But once they get 12, it's like, if you don't have clean clothes, you don't have clean clothes because you didn't do your laundry. Like, we are raising adults. Like, right. they, and I think helping having adult kids or older kids has really helped me see that. Like, they need to know or they make their own lunch. And they, you know, I'm not every day figuring out what they're having for lunch. You know, they, I have stuff stocked and they can make their own lunch and everyone makes their own lunch. And that's, and again, another thing I don't have to worry about. So, and breakfast too. So, bre- basically, breakfast and lunch. It's you have it on your own. You can have yep. leftovers. You can have whatever. I'll always make dinner, and usually I pull kids kids in to help me with that. But once you do, they figure out how to do things for themselves. It does. It helps so much that we don't always have to be figuring everything out. It gives us more free time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's times they're doing their chores, and I'm sitting there working on an email that I need to get out or something like that because. I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to hound people. I don't need to chase them down. It's just a, a system that we have. Yep, yep. And you teach it, you know, once with some refresher courses along the way. But oh, yeah, ultimately, absolutely. especially if you start while they're young, you can do the teaching part and then it, it just goes and they get better at it. And, yeah. you know, when they're very young, I would often have to go in behind them. Now I don't so much. Right. Because they've learned and they're big. So, and it sets them free too, especially the meal prep and, and the laundry side of things. It, it really gives them a lot of freedom because they're not waiting on me, which yeah. is, which is a great thing too. And then they also help each other. So this morning I went out and my little guy, he's nine, so he still needs help getting breakfast and whatever. And I walked in there and my 15 year old's like, oh, I'm already helping him. And I'm like, cool, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to think Knock about yourself that. yourself out. So, <laughs> yeah. Again, you, you encouraging them I'll, and I'll appraise like, thank you so much. And I'll do it later today. Like, thank you so much for really helping your brother this morning. That really helped me. I was trying to get ready for something or whatever. Just let them know that you appreciate that. And it's great when I can see that they're helping each other. They're serving each other. They're reminding each other sometimes of the yeah. chores. Like, hey, you better do your chore uh, in a positive way. And that because everyone knows what they need to be doing, that they're willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it teaches them to have a servant's heart. It mm-hmm. really, they, they get more engaged in what's going on. So they're more aware of where the need is. And that is, that's, we want adults, we want to send out adults who have a servant's heart, who look for the needs and they fill them. And so I, again, it's just a really, really practical way to engage your children in the mission right where they are. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time, but there's a couple of other things that I wanted to just kind of throw out. You've got some great resources uh, for helping people learn to write books or get started in a writing career. And I've had a couple of people ask about that in the Teach Them Diligently at Home group. So what resources do you have? I I know I'll I'll just let you tell because I'll butcher it if I start trying to. Yeah. So I actually have a website called writethatbook.com. It has, oh, right, no, wait, writethatbook.club. Sorry, it's not com. That was taken. So it's writethatbook.club, and it's a blog, and I probably have 40 blogs on there on how to write articles, how to create a character sheet for your fiction. And so I really try to put free resources, free things that they could print up mm-hmm. that can help them. Um, they could get started on writing their, their novel. And then I have a subscription group that goes even deeper that has experts that come on and agents and authors and other professional you know writers and marketing people that come on and they do Facebook lives and they'll answer people's questions so that's a private 
um, subscri subscription group and all the information is on writethatbook.club. But really, if they go on there, there's so much material on there that's free that they can print out that they can use to get that novel started or to look on how to start writing magazine articles. Because I know um, sometimes it's tricky to figure all those technical oh, yeah. things out. So I want to help people as much as possible. Yeah, so it's just writethatbook.club. Great. And I'll, I'll link to, I'll go back in and edit so that I'll link into that. But also, one of the things that you kind of noted on there, there's all this free information that you can get. But ultimately, if you want to, to really refine this skill, um, just like with anything, that continuing education, that investment in it, mm -hmm. if you're going to do all to the glory of God, you need to, to really, really invest in in learning as much as you can so i love that you have that club that what membership club whatever it yeah. is available yeah. i've kind of sat back and watched and some of the people that you bring in and it's just incredibly helpful and it's connections that they couldn't make on their own um, and really that's what it is because I, I have my high school diploma I did some college, but going to these conferences, I went to workshops, and they'll tell you, this is how you write an article, and I went home, and I wrote an article, and yep. got it published, so really, it is the people that you're making the connections with, learning from the pros, you can, you're skipping all these other steps, yeah. because they're saying, this is how you do it, and send it to me, Yep. so, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're cutting out all of that trial and error because they're just giving mm -hmm. you a step by step. It's awesome. So yeah. I love that you offer that. What other resources before we head out? Do you have um, I know you you've created something for quarantine right now. Yeah. Um, but what other what other are some of the resources that, that you've got? Because it's so vast and I, I you can't mention all of them, but just some things that would really be helpful for families right now, especially related to you know, kind of as we're going through this time or even setting up structure for their work at home days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll send you a link for a free, um, I call them stay home journals. So I created stay home journals for, and then some, there's a lot available on Amazon. So if you just put stay home journal, Trisha Goyer, there's all kinds of journals. And um, basically it's a way for kids to process their emotions, to, to record their memories of what's going on during this, this time. And then it's writing practice too. Nice. So, you know, often we want our kids to write and they're like, I don't want to write about Joe and Susie going to the store. But if they share about, uh, my mom went to Costco and had to wear a mask and I had to sit in the car with my dad and she got toilet paper. I mean, those are the memories, but it also helps them process what's really going on and go taking my kids to therapy from the trauma that they've been through, you know, being in foster care and before that, for them to think through it and get it on paper, like you are bringing so much healing to them. So even during scary times, so those are for sale on Amazon, but I will send you Leslie a link for a free one that people can just download um, on their own printer that they, they can make as many copies as they want for their kids. So they can just start doing that too. Cause I really want kids to be able to process and then when they're older they can look back and remember what was really going on um, during this time so that is um, a good resource and then um, another book I have is just um, prayers that changed history it's also available online and it's just talking about people in history and how their prayers made a difference so that might be another great resource Yep. Yep. Lila, actually my fourth child has that book in her room. So she, yeah. she loves it. I think you gave it to her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the situation was, but she, it's, it's one of her treasured possessions. So oh, um, again, again, though, doubling all the way back, the people that our children have gotten to meet and gotten to interact with and build relationships with absolutely takes my breath away. Yeah. So, so why, how we connected is she came when I was at a conference setting up and she came and helped me and I just left. She just wanted to 
come and serve me. And so I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much. And I gave her a book. So it means a lot to her. So, um, so anyway, I just want to encourage all of you all out there. If God has put a dream in your heart, then just lay it out before him, open your hands and allow him to do what he wants to do. Um, he will equip you. He will give you the hours in your day. Uh, just though it, it all pro- or goes down to knowing your mission and why you're doing what yeah. you're doing. So thank you so much, Trisha. I just really appreciate your being here with us today. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And I always love well. talking with you and I just appreciate what you guys are doing too. Thank you. We'll see you guys later. you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.